0: The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. News Talk 850 WFTL presents Joyce Kaufman No Restraint. Here's Joyce Kaufman. This week on this No Restraint Podcast... I'm going to do a show that's going to be extremely difficult for me, and probably difficult for many of you to hear. But these things need to be said. As I watch what's going on, I can smell death in the air. And I can tell you that it feels some days as though I were living in Germany in the 1930s, because the anti-Semitism that's spreading around the world is legion at this point. And I'm just going to touch on a few of the most obvious things that should have every single human being worried. Because I've always said, Jews are like the canary in the mine. Whatever happens to them eventually comes to everyone. And I can see that Western civilization, Judeo-Christian values are no longer just under attack. There's a desire to wipe us out. And if we don't stand up to this, if we don't call evil, evil, then we're responsible. We'll be ends up happening and bringing about, well, maybe World War III, but even more likely an apocalypse the likes of which no Amazon Prime movie has even come close to. More than 7,000 anti-Israel protesters shut down the Brooklyn Bridge on Saturday, I hail from New York, so as much as I don't like it, and to think that there were 7,000 people marching and cheering the Hamas terrorist group and Israel's incursion into Gaza bothering them really upsets me. A 24-year-old man shouted during the flood Brooklyn for Gaza march, freedom by any means, land back by any means. I believe the settler state of Israel must be taken down. Must be taken down? Does that mean the elimination of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel? You bet this was like many around the world, but this one began near the Jewish Hasidic Lubavitcher headquarters where a Sabbath festival was being held, this according to the New York Post. The protesters were openly hostile to Israel under the guise of supporting innocence, in anti-Semitic slogans that read, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, and F Israel, Justice Palestine. The Brooklyn Bridge's Manhattan-bound side was shut down by the massive protest. Around 6 p.m., its home, 1.6 and 2 million Jews and hundreds of thousands of Muslims, New York has for the past three weeks been rocked by demonstrations and rallies and vigils in support of the Palestinians and Israel. Activists were also up in arms against Israel's conflict in Gaza. Hundreds of people were arrested on Friday when police broke up a large demonstration of mostly Jewish New York who went over the main hall of Manhattan's Grand Central Station in protest at Israel. We're mobilizing all across New York City, flooding Brooklyn, to call for the liberation of each and every single Palestinian, said 21-year-old protester Abdullah Akel. Protest organizer Nerdin Kiswani took aim at support of Israel. Well, isn't Israel our ally and the only democracy in the Middle East? We're here as New Yorkers to say that we're against this, and we're against the politicians, the local politicians, as well as New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York State, the conditional support to Israel, Kiswani said. Their stance means they provide unconditional support to the killing of our people, added Kiswani. Adams, who governs a city of nearly nine million people, including the world's largest Jewish Israel, has repeatedly assured pro-Israel rallies that Israel's fight is New York's fight too. New York media and AFP TV estimated the crowd at thousands of demonstrators who waved "Free Palestine" and, by any meanwhile, large mobs in Russia yelling "Ala Akbar" hunted down Jews in Dagestan on Sunday, and stormed an airport, making their way into the tarmac to attack Israelis who had just arrived from Tel Aviv. The Republic of Dagestan is a majority Muslim region in southwest Russia that borders Azerbaijan and the Federation. In Muslim areas of Russia's North Caucasus, mobs raid hotels looking for Jews after rumors spread that some Israelis had moved there to flee the war, said Yaroslav Trofimov, chief foreign affairs correspondent for the Wall Street Journal. This video is from Dagestan, but similar incidents happened in kabardino and Kessia. Trofimov highlighted signs that were seen in the region that said, Entry to citizens of Israel, and then it said Jews, strictly forbidden. A Jewish cultural center under construction in Nalchik, Kabardino-Balkaria region of Russia, went up in flames. Death to Yahuds, Jews, the graffiti says. This is its own Odoakonist Jewish community that's lived there for millennia. Then they highlighted a serious situation that was unfolding at an airport in the Dagestan city of Mahachikala, where rioters chanting, "Allahu Akbar, reportedly stormed an airport hunting for Jews. Mobs break into the airport looking to lynch Jews Read about the arrival of Jewish refugees from Israel. The mob overran security and made their way onto the tarmac, and passengers, who had started to disembark, had to get back into the plane and shut the door. Reporter Hanna Lyupokova also posted videos of the pogrom. The crowd broke through the runway of the airport and is looking for, quote, a plane with Jews. An angry crowd has voiced cabin, announces, advising passengers to remain in their seats. Meanwhile... Individuals on the runway are moving about freely, she continued. So, as the war is erupting between Israel and Israel, anti Semitic comments sweeping through China's social media. In recent days, searches and mentions involving the phrase anti Jew skyrocketed on the Chinese app WeChat. About the turmoil, Some comments have ranged from outright threats against Jews to negatively directed at anyone defending Israel's actions in the conflict. Influencers on Chinese social media trolled by online mobs. The acrimony has reached as far as Schindler's List, the 1993 movie about a German industrialist who tried to save his Jewish employees from the Holocaust. In recent days, the reviews on video streaming site Bilibili and movie review platform Dubon. Some reviewers said they had changed their mind about the movie since the recent violence had occurred. I used to like the movie, but now it looks more like a story about the farmer who saved the snake. The rising anti-Jewish sentiment on social media dovetails with Beijing's more pronounced support for the Palestinian cause since the war began. And it's been distancing itself from Israel, a U.S. ally. Wang Yi, China's foreign minister, who has been engaged in a flurry of diplomacy since the war broke out, urged his Israel counterpart in a call on and protect the safety of civilians. In a separate call to the foreign minister of the Palestinian Authority, Wang expressed deep sympathy over the difficult situation in Palestine, and especially with the people of Gaza. Beijing hasn't condemned Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7th, which pretty much stunned the rest of the world and started the recent round of violence. You may find all types of comments on social media in this information age, but ultimately, it is what the government of a country says officially that counts. Liu Pengyu, a spokesman for the Chinese embassy in Washington, said in a written response We believe the pressing priority is to de-escalate and prevent a more serious humanitarian disaster from happening, he said, adding that China hopes a resolution of the conflict will address all parties' legitimate security concerns. Since the October 7th attack, China's government-run media have focused on the Israeli response, sometimes with selective or incomplete information. State media reporting on a hospital explosion in Gaza have mentioned Palestinian claims that Israel was behind the attack, but not intelligence and video footage suggesting the opposite, that the hospital was actually hit by a failed rocket meant for Israel. As a result, many social media attacks aimed at Jews and the Jewish state have been driven by footage of injured children and other horrors in the aftermath of the hospital blast. Bombing a hospital and killing children is genocide. Forget all the movies and shows about Jews' sufferings, a user wrote in a comment on Chinese microblogging platform Weibo, which received nearly 4,000 likes. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on uappodcast.com. Partly what makes the wave of resentment notable in China is China's history as an occasional haven for Jews. During World War II, thousands of Jews fleeing persecution in Europe ended up in Shanghai, as well as the northern city of Harbin. In the discussion of where to establish a Jewish state in the aftermath of the war, both were mentioned as possibilities. To this day, remnants of synagogues are reminders of the connections. Until recently, Chinese government officials have touted China's historic goodwill towards Jews. At a pop up exhibit in New York in August highlighting how Shanghai became a wartime refuge for about 20,000 Jews, Huang Ping. China's consul general in New York said that Chinese and Jewish people have been getting along for a thousand years. The Museum of Jewish Heritage in New York in 2017 dubbed an exhibit about the Jewish presence in China as China, a land without anti Semitism. Matt Trush, a Jewish-American fund manager focused on real estate projects who lived in Shanghai for more than a decade, said he often encountered stereotypes about Jews in China, usually framed in positive terms, with admiration of Jews as being good at business, but said he has never seen this level of resentment. Trush has been posting videos in Mandarin on the video sharing site Duyin, the Chinese version of TikTok, to debunk some of the stereotypes. His top video about friendship between Chinese and Jewish people posted last year attracted more than 8 million views, with emojis of hearts and hands clapping in the comment field. More recently, his business partner in Shanghai, whose phone number is listed in the Duyin account profile, has been receiving hate messages and threatening phone calls. Some social media commenters urged the Chinese authorities to dismantle the Shanghai Jewish Refugees Museum, established in 2007 to preserve artifacts of Jewish refugees in China during World War II. Others mentioned an unusual police presence outside the museum since the war began. This month, state broadcaster China Central Television posted in its short video account a clip from a 2020 program called Uncovering the Israeli Element of U.S. General Elections, which included a remark by the host that Jews, who represent 3% of the U.S. population, control 70% of its wealth. A hashtag the state broadcaster created around that purported factoid was one of the top trending topics that day, getting nearly 100 million views on Weibo. The signs of a shift in Chinese sentiment coincide with rising nationalism and anger at the West, especially the U.S., A review of English-language posts by Chinese official accounts on various platforms show efforts by state media to paint the U.S. and its allies as warmongering forces behind the conflict in the Middle East. Many nationalist-leaning influencers have also fueled anti-Jewish sentiment. One influencer, with more than half a million followers on Douyin, said China shouldn't shelter Jews displaced by crises in the future. The Post received 170,000 likes. Yaki Wang, a research director at Freedom House, a nonprofit group based in Washington that tracks the global state of democracy, said years of crackdown on civil society in China have successfully silenced many who acted as a balancing force in online debates. These haters are vocal, but that doesn't mean everyone is thinking like that in China, Wang said. People who think differently don't voice their opinions anymore. Troves of comments online include some supporting the Nazi persecution of Jews prompted the German embassy in China to say it would remove comments including hate speech on the embassy's social media account and permanently block commenters who glorified the Nazi period or compared Israel to Nazi Germany. Germany unfortunately experienced the era of raging Nazism. We are deeply aware of what that means, the embassy said in a Chinese-language statement on its account. After the sudden flood of bad Schindler's List reviews, many rushed to the movie's defense, giving it five-star ratings and helping restore its ratings average. We should be against the neo-Nazis, not the Jewish people, one commenter said. And then David Mamet, an American playwright, film director, screenwriter, and author, wrote a beautiful piece in one of the publications I read, and he said, I grew up in a tiny Jewish enclave in Chicago's South Side. When I first saw New York in the 60s, I was awed as by no subsequent marvel of nature. Stretching north from Columbus Circle, up the west side was a Jewish metropolis. New York in my lifetime had always been a Jewish city. The rhythms, the accent, the humor always felt to me like home. Because they were home. The populace of whatever ethnicity was formed or nudged by Yiddishkeit, much as the Chicago of my youth was by the culture of the Irish and the Poles. The New York Times and The New Yorker were run by Jews. They were both our Rialto and our Bible. New York theater, in my lifetime, had always been Jewish. The playwrights were Miller, Odetz, Elmer Rice, Ben Hecht, Sidney Kingsley, and later Arthur Lawrence. Lillian Hellman, Neil Simon, Woody Allen, Norman Mailer, Wallace Shawn, and myself. We New York Jews have always voted for the Democrats as their policies appealed to the immigrants and the first generation, my parents. A fair shake, a safety net, and unionism were mana to the newly arrived in spite of, in both their and my lifetime, quotas and anti-Semitic discrimination. The immigrant Jew did well here and voted for Franklin Roosevelt, and we are voting for him still. His advisor on Jewish affairs was Rabbi Stephen Wise, the dean of the American rabbinate. He referred to FDR as boss and brought home to his community Roosevelt's assurance of aid to the dying Jews of Europe. Yet Roosevelt's aid stopped with his assurances, and tens of thousands of Jews died because of his restrictive immigration policies, and millions in Europe because of his refusal to interdict the Holocaust. Still today, Jews vote democratic, electing presidents who refuse to meet with the Israeli Prime Minister, Obama and Biden in times of peace, who gave aid to the terrorist state of Iran in exchange for some semi-specified deal. American aid to Iran pays for the equipment and ordinance which at this moment is eradicating Jews. Why do Jews vote Democratic? Partly from tradition, conservatives have heard a liberal Jew when asked to defend or explain various absurd or inconsistent Democratic positions, shrug and joke I'm a congenital Democrat. I understand, for I was one too. But there is no more cozy mystery in the anti-Semitism of the Democratic Party. Representatives are affiliated with the Democratic Socialists and pro-Palestinians and are calling for the end of the state of Israel, that is, for the death of the Jews. And Democrat representatives repeat and refuse to retract the libel that Israel bombed the hospital, in spite of absolute proof to the contrary, and will not call out the unutterable atrocities of Hamas. The writing is on the wall, in blood. Moses was instructed to have the Jews smear blood on their doorpost to identify themselves and so avert the wrath of the angel of death. Mythologically, the blood can be said to be their own. The message, if they choose to stay in Egypt, their blood would not mark the doorpost, but would wash the floor. Many German Jews served the Kaiser during the First World War and explained to the Nazi thugs that they were good Germans, and they were killed. And many defended themselves in the 30s by admitting, among themselves, that the Eastern Jews were uncouth, just as today some Western liberal Jews agree with the squad that the terrorists though they have gone too far, may have a good point that Israel's desire to exist is not consonant with an enlightened humanism. This is, in effect, a plea for exemption, not only from terror, but from conscience. For the liberal Jew means that Israelis are making it hard on the rest of us, which is true. For if Israel's innocent anguish is acknowledged, he will have to admit he has been living a terrible lie. Many good Germans in the 30s ignored their brothers and sisters to the east and later died with them. My generation, born after the Holocaust, wondered, good God, didn't you see what was happening around you? Are you literally willing to die rather than admit you were mistaken? The answer today to many liberal American Jews is yes. In response, the world's leftist media calls for the chastisement of Israel and support for Palestine, while those who consider themselves mere liberals moderate their cowardice by calling for a ceasefire, which is to say, a pause while Hamas rearms. This is where the libel of the hospital bombing is instructed. It is quite literally another example of the West's oldest, most reliable, most permissible sick entertainment the call for Jewish extinction. The invitation here is no different from that of the carnival barker. Thrills, chills, and excitement galore. Former President Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, called out the irony of American Jews being safer in Saudi Arabia than on college campuses across the nation. Kushner, who is Jewish and married to Ivanka Trump, who made herself Jewish through a full... immersion into the Jewish culture, made his observation Sunday on Fox News in the wake of the Hamas attack on Israel earlier this month, and as clashes between pro-Israel and pro-Palestine groups have erupted in cities and on campuses. Just back from a trip to Saudi Arabia, where he spoke at a conference last week, Kushner remarked that they allowed me to speak freely during an interview on Sunday Morning Futures. It was very interesting time to be over there, he said. One of the ironies is that as an American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University, he told the hostess Maria Bartiroma. With raw tensions escalating across colleges, Columbia University in New York was also the scene of demonstrations and a professor praising Hamas for its attack on Israel. The latest incidents caused billionaire donor Leon Cooperman to threaten withholding donations. Kushner claimed the Saudis felt a sense of disgust over the Hamas attack that left over 1,400 dead in Israel. What I sensed there was there's obviously a big disgust with what happened with the terrorist attack by Hamas, claiming the Saudi Arabians have a lot of care for Palestinian civilians. They'd like to see Israel accomplish the mission to make sure that Hamas could be eliminated. They're against terrorism in the region in general. They're against it. And quite frankly, there's a lot of enthusiasm to continue the trajectory that was set under the Trump administration and that the Biden administration has embraced to try and bring Israel and Saudi Arabia together. While serving as an advisor in the Trump administration, Kushner played an integral part in helping facilitate the 2020 Abraham Accords, which sought to normalize relations in the Middle East between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan. Now, Kushner noted, Saudi Arabia wants in as well. I believe they would like to move forward with the deal with America and with Israel, he told Bartiroma. The deal that's being discussed isn't just a partnership with Israel. It's also deepening their ties with America, which is very important, he added. We have to keep in mind that if America is not close to Saudi Arabia, then they will go in the other direction to China, Kushner warned. And so I think that the topic is being discussed. Kushner scored a $2 billion investment by the Saudi government in his private equity fund a few months after he departed the Trump White House. The idea that Saudi Arabia would be safer for Jews than American college campuses raised some eyebrows on social media amid the reports of demonstrations getting violent and Jewish students expressing fear for their safety. I'm scared to go to class, said young people on social media. Saudi Arabia has long established practice of barring people with Israeli passports or stamps from visiting their country. And the media there attacks Jews and claims the religious group is conspiring to take over the world. President Joe Biden and his administration have been urging Saudi Arabia to normalize its ties with Israel, building on Trump's Abraham Accords. These are just some of the examples of what's happening around the world. This is a very, very hostile and violent world, and it's particularly hostile to Jews right now. So all I can say is if you are Jewish and still voting for Democrats, what is wrong with you? If you are black and still voting for Democrats, what is wrong with you? If you are Asian and still voting for Democrats, What is wrong with you? Do you not understand? They wanna destroy the world as we know it? Something has definitely shifted and we're entering a pretty much uncharted territory or at least for my generation. I know the greatest generation saw this happening in real time, but we're watching it on our cell phones and on television in better than real time. We are literally getting to see Hamas's brutality through their own GoPro cameras. So there's no question and no doubt in our mind what was done on October 7th. But I sense that people, as always, are looking for that scapegoat, looking for what they can blame all the ills of the world on, whether it's inflation or whether it's unrest in the Middle East. Whatever it is, if you can find a group and blame it on them, there will always be a willing contingent of morons who will go along with you. That's what I see happening, not just here on college campuses, although that pains me tremendously, but all over the world and in places where support for Jews has been historically good. But once again, when there's nobody else to blame, as Tom Lehrer likes to point out, everybody hates the Jews. If you're Jewish... You better start thinking about your own safety. I thoroughly recommend that you make sure that you're caring for yourself and your family. And while the United States has also been pretty friendly to Jews over my lifetime, I can see that coming to an end. And I am prepared. I have a Jewish last name. I have children with Jewish last names. And I understand that when they come for us, They're not gonna care that I'm a practicing Christian. They're not gonna care if you're an atheist or you just consider yourself ethnically Jewish. They're going to come for you and they're going to come for your children. So be alert. Now, may God bless Israel. May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. See you next time.